Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Poole comes up top. They wait. Ty Jerome throws over the top to Clay Thompson, who catches, double clutches a three, and hit it! He hit it in front of the Magic bench. It's a one-point game with 27 seconds to go. Steve Kerr says no fouls. We can play this out. And the Warriors would play it out, and the Warriors would get an opportunity to win it late. Clay Thompson uh, flailing attempt at the horn was a miss, and the Magic beat the Warriors 130-129. to We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you. 888-957-9570. Let's react to this one as the Warriors fall now to 3-6 and six on the season. That's right. 3-6 and six are the Warriors right now on this NBA season. They are 0-4 on this road trip with losses to Charlotte, Detroit, Miami and now Orlando, an Orlando Magic team that came in to this game at 1-7 and seven on the season. So the Magic get their second win. And you look at the Warriors now, second of a back-to-back tomorrow in New Orleans. So 3-6 and six overall. They're 0-5 on the road. And where do you even start? Uh, this is not a good basketball team right now. Uh, the defense continues to be problematic. 77 points allowed in the second half. The Warriors fouled the Magic a ton in this game. 32 personal fouls committed by the Warriors. The Magic went to the free throw line 46 times in this game. It allowed them to get back in it. And the Warriors waste a 39-point game from Stephen Curry and an efficient one at that, 13 of 22, 8 of 15 from three. Think about this. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in this game tonight combined to shoot 15 for 30 from three. 15 of 30 from three combined. So 15 makes, the Warriors at 19 as a team, and they shoot 50% from three, go for 39 and 27 respectively. So 66 points between the two of them. And the Warriors lose to the second-worst team in the NBA coming into tonight uh, with a record of 1-7, and seven, the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, this team's got some major problems at this point in time. Steve Kerr hinting at changes in his post-game press conference to the Warriors' rotation. What can that mean? We'll most definitely get into it over the course of the next hour here on 95.7. The game will also play Steve Kerr's post-game press conference from Amway Center in Orlando, but I, I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. How concerned are you? What changes need to be made? Because the problems really are twofold. The, the problems are, uh, I think, as far as the fouling and the commitment to the defense, those are both starting lineup and bench problems. 
But when you look at the overall plus minuses and 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 lineup ratings and and this and that, and again tonight another night where the Warriors starters all in the positive column on the plus minus, but the bench just continues to be completely inept. And it starts with Jordan Poole, the man who got paid four years and $123 million moving forward here beginning a year from now because he was supposed to not only be somebody that was going to to play with the starters and create this lineup while playing with Steph and Clay and Wiggins and Draymond Green that was unguardable and dynamic in today's NBA if the Dubs wanted to go small, but he's also supposed to be a good enough player in his own right to help carry a young bench, lead a young bench to where they're not getting eviscerated on a night-in and night-out basis by just about every single team in the NBA. And Jordan Poole has been brutally terrible to begin this season. 11 points tonight, 4 of 12, awful defense, 1 of 5 from 3, fouls left and right across the board. James Wiseman is making himself more and more unplayable by the game. Jamichael Green has been a disappointment here through nine games. And Moses Moody is solid, but isn't making enough shots to really make his impact felt in the context of everybody else on the bench not playing well. So the Warriors wind up blowing a 16-point lead in Orlando, and it, it really all started with the bad defense and the fouling and the turnovers, uh, only 14 for the Warriors, but the Magic were able to score 23 points off those turnovers, and it's just a bench that is not able to hold up really by any stretch when the starting lineup goes out there and wins their matchups. And, and tonight it was it was on display again early uh, for, for the Warriors where, where they jumped out to a plus six in the first half of the first quarter. Bench guys come in. It's an immediate minus six. The game's tied. Warriors push the lead out to 12 at halftime. And then what the heck happened in the third quarter? For the Warriors, I mean, Orlando came out, started to play zone in the third quarter. The Warriors initially shredded it. Clay Thompson was hot, had a season-high six threes early in the third quarter, wound up 7-15 of 15 overall. Dubs pushed the lead up to 73-67 and eventually 78-62. to 62. They went really small against the Orlando lineup when the Magic cut it to 11. But everything really changed, I thought, significantly when Kevon Looney picked up his fifth foul, and it was a 10-point game at that point in time. Paolo Bancaro really took the game over at that point, and it was the Bancaro and Jalen Suggs show in the second half. Magic cut it down to five and then to two. Just ugly, ugly stuff. A 21-8 run by Orlando to close the quarter. And then comes the fourth quarter with the Warriors already fouling too much already putting themselves in a position of vulnerability, already with the game hanging in the balance, and they pick up two team fouls in the first 30 seconds of the fourth quarter. And then Draymond Green picks up his fifth foul, and the Warriors pick up, in less than a minute, three team fouls, which means you're a team foul away at that point from every subsequent foul putting the magic at the free throw line, and they wound up in the penalty at 8.21 in the fourth quarter, magic able to extend the lead out Steve Kerr picked up a technical foul and all of a sudden the Warriors are down four in a game that it felt like they had complete control in and and they're trying with a whole lot of Steph Curry and some Clay Thompson but really Curry versus everybody in the fourth quarter to try and save a win on the road against the worst team in the Eastern Conference in the first two-plus weeks of the season. And back and forth they went, Draymond coast-to-coast to make it a five-point game. Bancaro uh, turned it over. There was a turnover that went to a lob for to Bancaro, and the Magic were up seven. But the Warriors kept fighting. They kept forcing stops. But ultimately it's not enough. Some missed opportunities for the Warriors. Andrew Mig- uh, Wiggins with a, a, a crucial missed layup late uh, in this one. And just some missed opportunities that the Warriors had. Curry had a couple of bad turnovers. Clay's defense wasn't there down the stretch. And the Warriors stars, while they played better than the bench, didn't play well enough in crunch time 
to offset the plays that were being made by the Magic Young players. So 888-957-9570, What needs to be done to fix this for the Warriors because they are 3-6. and six. And let me tell you, if you can lose to Orlando, you can lose to anybody. No disrespect to their young players. It looks like Bancaro's going to be pretty good. Suggs, when healthy, I think is a promising young player. He just came back in the Magic last game against Oklahoma City after missing the, the previous five. And I just think that the, the defensive intensity and effort, probably a little bit of a team coming off of a championship that, that isn't quite ready to, to be really locking in to win games. And then the Warriors are just not good enough right now. And this is the scariest part. The Warriors are not good enough right now to coast and win games with their offense and 6-8 to eight to 10 to maybe 12 minutes of defense. That's a big-time problem right now for the Warriors is – so much of these teams when they come off championships and maybe they aren't completely locked in is the ability to win at less than 100%. And right now, I don't know where the Warriors are at. Is it 70? Is it 80%? Whatever. But they, they're making enough mistakes on a night-in, night-out basis and are getting so little from the bench to help the starters when the starters are locked in and engaged that they that they can't offset it at all. And so they're putting themselves in position to where seemingly whenever they're in control of some of these games, anybody can come back on them. And the Magic show that again in this one tonight. So 888-957-9570. The Xfinity Mobile text line is open. couple of lines open. Let's get it rolling on the phone lines. It's Ted and Livermore up first here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Ted? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Thanks for the, uh, let me in. Um, I, I didn't see a ton of the game tonight, um, but you know, with with the Warriors starting five, I mean, they're they're plus minus compared to other starting fives across the league. Is well, I, I heard anyways yesterday or the day before that it, it's up at the top. And I, my biggest issue has always been with Steve Kerr playing the silly games that he does with substitutions um, and predicting um, to the other. Uh, coaching staff when he's going to sub out starters and then and then to compound all that they're putting clay on a minutes restriction nobody's ever given an explanation for it um, relative to uh, the minutes he was getting last year at the end of the season and so and i didn't see how many minutes he and steph got tonight but um if we're if we're like playing the best starting five in the league fewer minutes than every other starting five in the league you know that's that's not the players that's not really even the bench i mean the bench can step up jordan pool's got to step up more but i mean that that's primarily on the coaches well thanks for the call tonight's not on the coaches as far as minutes played and clay thompson by the way has been inching up and clay didn't pick play any pickup basketball in the offseason he acknowledged the fact that he was a little worried about getting hurt because he had gotten hurt playing pickup a couple years ago and he didn't want to do anything that put himself in position to ruin his first full season and what would be four years on the calendar. So because of the added minutes they played him in the playoffs last year and the two injuries that he's coming off, they did a slow ramp up for him. But since the beginning of the year when he was right around 20 minutes, it's been two or three minutes every game to the point where he played 34 tonight. So it's not about that tonight. Steph played 38 minutes tonight. Steph has played over 36 I think three or four times in the first nine games this season. So Steph is playing enough minutes. You're not going to be getting into the 40s with these guys in November to just to just win a game against Orlando. This team needs to be good enough to be able to win games like tonight playing a, a, a balanced, normal-level rotation. And, and the reality is, to the first point, you are correct. The Warriors' starting lineup has not been the problem. In fact, it is one of the highest-rated in terms of net rating lineups in the NBA in these first two-plus weeks overall. So while they haven't brought the intensity consistently defensively, while they have fouled too much in their own right, which has allowed the opposition to hang in the game, they've been part of the problem in that respect. But the the starters by comparison to the rest of the league and by comparison to the bench, I mean, it's been exponentially better. But you can't put it on, you know, Draymond Green tonight only 30 minutes, but he probably would have played more if he had not been in foul trouble and wound up fouling out of the game. Looney, I think, tonight would have played more minutes 
even than the 29 that he played. But he ended up with five fouls early in the third quarter, and the Warriors had to, to make some changes there. So uh, they're just not getting a thing from the bench. And that starts with Jordan Poole. I mean, James Wiseman, nine minutes. Jamichael Green has had maybe two good games out of nine, if that. And and I would say no great games. Uh, Moses Moody just he does little things but but doesn't give you enough big things at this point that really pop I mean Ty Jerome was their best bench player tonight Ty Jerome was the only player that came off the bench and this is a two-way guy who most of the Warrior fan base didn't even want on the roster and he's been the most playable at least effective bench player on a couple of different occasions in the first nine games of this season since he went into the rotation really in the last six when Dante DiVincenzo went down against Sacramento back on October the 23rd. So they're getting enough from the starters. The way the starters are getting it done has not completely been uh, you know, as efficient as I think you would want it to be, but they're just getting nothing from the bench right now. Absolutely nothing. I mean, this is the worst-case scenario and then some for the Warriors bench in these first nine games. Jay in Oakland at 888-957-9570 on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Jay? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Sorry, I'm driving over the bridge right now. Loud and clear, brother. All right, well, you know, I think this this problem actually stems uh, further than just X to the nose and Steve Kerr executing on plays. I think this is an organizational issue. Uh, if you look at what happened in in before the season even started, we took a bet on Jordan Poole. We took a bet on the young guys, you know. And frankly, they haven't been executing. And you could even sh- you could see it in the minutes that are being played. Steve Kerr is not taking the bets on the, the veterans, the, the Hall of Famers. They're not, they're not taking bets on, on Draymond Green. I mean, they're, obviously Steph Curry is getting play time. Clay's getting a little bit of play time. He's banged up. We can't deny that, right? And the organization has decided, hey, we're going to try to develop these young guys at the start of the season. And you can see it. It's not working. They don't know what they're doing on defense. Our offense is, I mean, I mean, Steph's lighting it up on offense like he always does. But, you know, this is an organizational problem. And we took a bet at the beginning of the season. And it's, it, that bet is not paying off, at least now. It might pay off in, in a couple of, you know, 20, 10, 20 games, but it's not paying off now. And, you know, I think – Steve Kerr knows his X's and O's. He does. It's not a Steve Kerr thing, right? It's not a coaching thing. It's not It's not a Hall of Famer Warriors thing, right? We know Draymond could do his thing. We know Steph could do his thing. We know uh, We know Clay, you know, Clay could do his thing. Like he's, he's banged up. We can't blame him on that. But they took a bet on these young guys, and they're just not particularly just not getting it done. I mean, I like Jordan Poole. He's a flashy player, but he reminds me of Monte Ellis a little bit. He reminds me of Monte, you know? And so I think that's where it is, and – we gotta we gotta ride this bet that the Warriors leadership team took and we'll see where it goes. Thanks thanks for the call. I think it's a good point about the fact that the Warriors did make their bed or place their bet on the fact that the young players could not only be developed this season, but also play well enough in even limited minutes to help this team get to the playoffs and have a chance to make a championship run and at this point it does look like those players Moody, Wiseman, Kaminga I mean Kaminga can't even get on the floor right now we'll see if that changes moving forward but that those guys specifically can't contribute enough to a championship contending team now there's still a ways to go but they were not that so that's one part of it but then the other part of it is the veteran guys they have maybe aren't quite as good Jamichael Green is not Otto Porter DiVincenzo's not playing right now due to injury and there's no Gary Payton the second as well and so they don't have as much veteran stability as they did with this squad even going back to to last year uh, so I think they're finding that they're not getting it in a number of different fa- facets they're not getting it from the young guys, they're not get, and the veterans that they have coming off that bench are, are not as good. And now you got Steve Kerr after the ball game talking about potential changes. I wonder what that means, to be perfectly honest, because I know I've had a few people tweet at me at JD John Dickinson on Twitter. You know, does that mean Kaminga and Xfinity Mobile text line? JD, would you have played Kaminga 
more tonight. I actually would have played Kaminga tonight against Orlando. I, I, I was a little bit surprised that Steve Kerr didn't. I mentioned it on the, the pregame show at 3 o'clock this afternoon that tonight would be a night as much as maybe you don't trust him against a veteran team that you want to give him a few minutes with some youthful energy against players of his ilk players of his experience level, players where he can kind of get up and down, the young 20s type players like a Bancaro, like a, a Suggs. Like, uh, to me, this would have been a night where you could carve it out. Maybe not in Miami, maybe not necessarily in New Orleans, although it sounds like changes are coming. But, yeah, I, I mean, if I was a little bit surprised. But it just goes to show you, Kaminga was in the rotation at the beginning of the year and played his way out of it. So if you're talking about going back to Kaminga, that means you're going back to a guy that you already pulled because other things are not totally working out. So uh, we'll have to see what Steve Kerr is going to get to as they move forward here with the fifth game and seven nights tomorrow. Let's keep it moving on the phone lines. 888-957-9570. Bobby in Oakland is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Bobby. Hey, what's going on, J.D.? Yeah, man, it's, it's it's tough watching, and I have not been of this mindset before. But I'm looking at the intensity on the defense when he, from the young guys, and I don't see it. And I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong that that can be developed. So, with that said, and I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, I'll be open to. Team, I, I can't imagine KD's long for, for Brooklyn. Maybe we can put together a package and see what it looks like to bring KD out, um, back out to the Bay. Um, I like the young rookies, PBJ and Rollins, you know, have them come out and fill out the bench. But, man, that defensive intensity is what concerns me the most. And, and, and I don't know if that can be developed. I hope I'm wrong on this, but want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, I think it's a little bit early to be looking at, at trades and the potential to be moving on from some of these young players, but it's absolutely trending in that direction if this continues for the next couple of months because this team's not good enough, as is, to win an NBA championship right now. Now, players can get better, roles can change, things can shift around, the combinations can be tinkered with. As Steve Kerr has said, he's going to tinker with them. But as far, as far as the intensity from the young guys defensively, I think, to me, the intensity has lacked defensively from the veteran players. I think they're playing a step slow. I think they're playing like there's a little bit of a championship hangover. I think they're playing like they want to coast and, and win games with their offense. And they're not quite able to do it. And they're putting everybody in a, in a, in a lesser position because of it. But then I think the bench guys... It's not so much intensity or lack thereof, in my opinion, from the bench guys. It's more they don't totally know where they're supposed to be or have a full confidence in the system. But I think they're also, some of these guys, watching the veteran players want to coast. And when you're a young player watching veteran players want to coast, I think it's a little bit harder to not want to coast on your own when, you know, when, when you're in that type of environment, even though as a young player you never have the right to do it. So I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of things going on. I think the, the younger players are more unsure, but they're also watching the, the older players kind of on cruise control, at least defensively on cruise control, for stretches of the game. Pick their spots when they want to make a big run, and I think that's where it, it leads to, to more issues. Yancey is next here in Oakland on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Yancey. Okay, yes. Um, I'm just saying, um, okay, I've been watching this team. I'm on, um, my father worked for the Warriors for years. Um, I've always been around since 1977. Um, what I see right now is he's saying, hey, the youngsters can't play because they don't play defense. But the guys that's on the team, they're not playing defense. So how do they, you know what I'm saying, how do you get that – situation fixed um you're not playing defense i can't play you because you're not playing defense but the guys that i got playing in front of you they're not playing defense and we're still losing how does that work out perfectly said yancey i mean that's that you're you're you said it better than i said it my man i mean it and 
when you look at young players, and we'll play the audio here coming up at 888-957-9570, but when you're talking about making changes to the rotation and you've got young players off the bench that aren't playing well, well, what does that really mean? I mean, is Jordan Poole going to start not playing? I mean, no. <laughs> you just paid him $123 million beginning next year over the, the upcoming four. So it doesn't mean that. Uh, that. So what you're talking about is James Wiseman. What you're talking about is Jamichael Green. You're not talking about Ty Jerome, who in his limited minutes has been a, a, a positive player for the Warriors. So you're really talking about Wiseman, I think. You're talking about Jamichael Green, uh, I, I think, at this point. You're talking about Moses Moody. But the question I would have is, if if Moses Moody and Jamichael Green and James Wiseman aren't going to play, well, who is going to play? Because the only three players the Warriors have available to them right now that were DNP coaches' decisions tonight on the active roster are Patrick Baldwin, Jonathan Kaminga, and Ryan Rollins. So if you're making changes and you're talking about playing different players, you know, really what you're talking about is James Wiseman and Jamichael Green and Moses Moody. Like, let, let's just let, – let's, because you're not talking about Jordan Poole. <laughs> He's not taking a seat. You, you need his offense. And if anything, you need to put him with lineups that that help him succeed better because he hasn't been as bad – as he's been when he's been asked to play with the, the other younger players and, and bench players at, at the same time. So we're really talking about, is Wiseman going to flip into the Kaminga role and Kaminga flips into the Wiseman role where maybe Kaminga's playing and you can play a little bit smaller at the at the 4-5 and Wiseman goes into do not play coach's decision for a couple of games. You know, that's what we're talking about. Are we talking about, you know, Kaminga playing over Jermichael Green? Possibly. Are we talking about Kaminga getting minutes again over Moody? Possibly. But again, that didn't work out in the first couple of games for, for the Warriors. So I, I'm, I find it fascinating, and I guess we'll get a little taste tomorrow when the Warriors take on the Pelicans second of the back-to-back. What exactly Steve Kerr thinks that the options are as far as looking at different changes and looking at different combinations, it may be more combinations than changes. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll get to some texts coming up here, but let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he addressed the media from Orlando following a fourth consecutive loss on this road trip. I thought things went wrong before we had the 16 point lead. It's free throws, you know, 46 three free throws for them, 15 for us. That's um, it's free points for them. And every time they're shooting a free throw, we're taking the ball out of the net and having to execute our half court offense and the game's not flowing. So it's just really hard to win an NBA game by giving up 46 free throws. Even when we were up 16 mid third, it didn't feel solid to me because we were giving up layups left and right, fouling. You could feel it. You could feel it. And um, I give them credit. I mean, you know, we're going to take everybody's best shot and we got their best shot tonight and they played great. We got to bounce back. It's a, it's been a tough trip. We got one more game and, uh, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of work ahead. You talked about fouling as a problem. Yeah. And now what needs to happen for besides stop fouling the mentality uh has to kick in at some point of um i mean we we had i think we had three fouls in the first few minutes um so this isn't a case of our new guys young guys fouling it's everybody um staff had a reach early on you know once you start to foul now every single one it starts to snowball and then you can't use a strategic foul you know, um, or it's free throws. And by the time the second unit got on the floor late first, um, they were in the bonus already. And we fouled immediately two straight times and they shot four more free throws. I think they had 12 or 13 free throws in the first quarter. So we set a terrible tone. Um, We've done that pretty much all year. And uh, we're going to have to make some adjustments, make some changes. You know, we've had a look, we've had what, nine games now. So we've had a decent look at combinations and uh so it's time to try something different 
Oh, everybody's going to get a chance to to play. We've got guys who are dying to get on the floor, and you know we've got to find combinations that that click. And um, so we'll discuss that as a staff, and uh, we'll figure that out. From the combination that you guys had in the past years, obviously you guys are the best team offensively, but what takes you to the fourth championship in defense? You're always on the top, but right now you have the bottom defensively as a team. Can you explain what's in the line uh, when you're out there and you go from being one of the top defensive players that uh, takes away from the NBA to one more? Yeah, it, it feels uh, feels like a little bit of a, a championship hangover. You know, I, I don't think um, even our main guys have played great defense. And then there's some inexperienced young guys, uh, new guys uh, on the roster. So we haven't built that defensive identity and cohesiveness yet. And that's uh, that's got to come. But uh, it, it, I told the guys, like, we, you know, we have to save us because nobody else is coming. You know, every team can't wait to play us. Orlando was great. Tonight, Miami was great. The other night, Charlotte, Detroit. I mean, we're the defending champs. We can here, and they can't wait to play us. And if you're not defending and you're fouling, you're putting yourself in a dangerous spot. Does it get harder and harder to get motivated um, going to the fifth? Is that what you're talking about when you're big time going to the fifth championship? Is it it's hard to get motivated? Steph and Clay and Draymond Loon, they are natural born competitors. Um, so they're going to find it and maybe losing all these games will be the spark that, that we need to get us going. That last play where we played the last shot, that was the play that you have to pair for the final pair. Well, they double teamed Steph and Steph made the right play. He got the ball um, out of his hands on the double and, uh, and then Clay tried to free himself up. I think he, Took, it, took one dribble and pulled up and shot that floater. Not an easy shot, but um, Steph made the right play. How do you describe the game of Clay Thompson tonight? Clay, uh, Clay was better tonight. He knocked down shots early. You could see he starts, he's starting to feel more comfortable. And hopefully, you know, he's now in a position where he played 34 minutes. So, um, you know, he's back to where he can play bigger minutes. But hopefully that'll help us shore up our defense. James, uh, you know, clearly frustrated with this play that culminated tonight. Where are you at with him right now? And then How do you guys try to come? We're, we're looking at, at James and JK and, and Moses um, the, in a big picture way. So you don't get these guys who basically play, you know, three college games in James's case or, you know, 12 G League games in uh, JK's case. It doesn't happen overnight. So the development plan is, uh, is something that we're looking at comprehensively every day. These guys are working. There's going to be times where uh, they're in the rotation. There's going to be times where they're not. Um, the season will dictate all of that. And um, I think, uh, you know, it's been a tough couple of games for James, but I'm a believer. I, I love his talent, his attitude, um, but there's no shortcut for all this. It's, you know, you got to go through your lumps as a, as an extremely young player with little to no experience. Um, it takes time. Loon was great. We know what we have in Loon. Um, he's there for us every night. You know, what we have to, to find is obviously um, our starting group you know, looks good. They've got one of the best net ratings in the league, if not the best. We've got to find uh, combinations that work off the bench. And that's we'll be making some changes. Um, you know, we've gotten a look at, 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 a, at you know, a few different combos and it's time to look at, at, at a couple more. All right, so Steve Kerr there hinting at changes as far as the rotation. That doesn't necessarily mean players going into the DNP category, although it could. If you look at the most recent changes that Steve Kerr has made, really the only change since the beginning of the season has been Jonathan Kaminga going into not playing at all uh, via coach's decision. DiVincenzo, that injury led to Ty Jerome getting more minutes. Uh, but the one thing Steve Kerr did do is he was taking Wiggins and Looney out a little bit earlier. He was splitting Wiseman and Jamichael Green's minutes some. I think that plan got thrown out of whack with some of the foul trouble issues. But but bringing Wiggins and Looney in to play at the top of the second and fourth quarters a little bit more to provide some stability with Jordan Poole on the floor and, and Ty Jerome and, and that other group. But uh, I think I think it's going to be time for Kaminga to maybe get uh, a, a few more minutes again, but at the expense of who? I think that's the question. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson, 
We'll be back here on Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll hope to hear from Draymond Green and Steph Curry. We'll keep it going here uh, on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now back to warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Magic beat the Warriors 130 to 129. John Dickinson back here on Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Appreciate those who are watching on YouTube and Twitch as well. We'll keep things going about another 20 minutes. We'll dip into the 8 o'clock hour here on 95.7 The Game. Is that the people want to react to this one. Warriors now 3-6. and six. They are 0-4 on this road trip. They will try to avoid the five-game sweep tomorrow as they will be in New Orleans. 0-5 overall on the road, 3-6 overall uh, on the season. Let's uh, get back to the phones. A-Rod in Berkeley is next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, A-Rod? Hey, how's it going, guys? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. What's on your mind? Perfect. I got a couple of questions slash opinions I want to hear. Uh, from you guys. I know Steve Kerr is thinking about maybe changing up uh, some rotations or something. What do you think about James Wiseman getting thrusted into the starting lineup? Not more minutes, but just letting him start, build a little confidence, get some early going minutes with the starters, see how that works. Um, And then the second one is, I don't know how financially it'll work uh, with, with us in the vet minimum, but I know Dwight Howard went on Shannon Sharp's podcast earlier. I think it was yesterday or, or this morning. Uh, and he, sh- he said he was a- very interested in joining the Warriors, mentoring Wiseman, helping him with some defensive rotations, things like that. Uh, so just want to hear your guys' opinions on, on those two. Thanks, guys. Yeah, twofold. One, I don't think Wiseman to the starting lineup is that crazy of an idea, uh, although 
Steve Kerr did mention, and we just played it, that the Warriors' starting lineup as is is one of the best units, if not the best unit in the NBA overall. So I think Steve Kerr might want to keep that unit intact for those first six minutes of, of the half and keep the rotation intact to get it back to that group or that group minus Looney for, for somebody else who's playing well on a given night. But Wiseman's best minutes tonight were the minutes that he played when he was out there with the starters. And, and you know, Looney can, can really stabilize with any group. So I, I, I don't think it's that crazy. However, I do think Steve Kerr probably wants to keep that starting group together. And I also think Steve Kerr has to be careful as to reward per, poor performance with basically a, a promotion. So I think it's something that, that, that he could go to down the line. But I would be skeptical to if Steve Kerr does it right now just because James Wiseman overall is is playing so poorly. As far as Dwight Howard goes, I don't know that he's the the perfect fit, but I'll say this. Wiseman right now is unplayable if the playoffs were to start anytime soon. Now, thankfully for the Warriors, the playoffs don't start anytime soon, but if if Wiseman could not play a second in a playoff game of any meaning right now. So that being said, the Warriors would need another big. They do have an open roster spot. And so I, I would not rule out the Warriors. I don't know if Dwight Howard's the guy, but I would not rule out the Warriors at some point come February and March looking at the buyout market, looking to try and add, because this team, frankly, right now is, is not deep enough to win an NBA championship. Mike in San Francisco next year at 888-957-9570. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Hello. Uh, no, hey, Mike. I wanted to chat in. Uh, yeah. Who? Hey, Mike. Yeah. I... All right, Mike. Got to turn that radio down, brother. Well, give us a call back. We'll, we'll get you back in here. Chris in Oakland on ninety-five-seven. The game. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing, JD? Thanks for taking my call, man. Um, man, that was just that was just really, really like, bad loss, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, last year they lost against uh, Memphis by 50 or whatever, and then I think, like, the season before that they lost against Toronto by 50. Mm. But I'd rather take that than this particular loss. And, like, the offense played well. I mean, you know, they they, they only had, like, uh, the turnovers were minimum. I mean, they had over 30 assists. Um, They shot really well. But, I mean, Kerr said it in a press conference, man, you know, um, fouling on defense to me has been like more egregious these, especially on this road trip, and um, especially in the losses. Like there's like Looney had what five, Draymond fouled out. Like it's it's crazy. The starters are fouling too much too. So yep, you know I I think that right there is 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 the main issue that they need to fix right at the moment. As far as like rotations go, I don't I don't know what else they could do. I mean. You could give you could give JK more minutes, but I mean, is that gonna make the defense better? I mean, it, you know, I we're gonna have to wait and see. But um, they really need to figure that defense thing out, and I hope they do it real quick, man. But thanks for taking my call. Yeah, sixteen point lead evaporates, and thanks for the call, Chris. And it was really the the free throws, and and the Magic didn't even shoot a great percentage from the free throw line, seventy one percent. But they got 46 of them. They made 33 of them. And you're talking about a 23-point advantage for the Magic over the Warriors at the free throw line in the game. I mean, that's everything. For a team that came in among the worst field goal percentage teams in the league and among the worst three-point shooting teams in the league, although the Magic did shoot overall 53.8% and 43-3 from three, 13 of 30 from deep, they outperformed what they had done in these first eight games of the season. But the starters are fouling too much. And Steve Kerr mentioned it. They're setting up the bench to have less margin for error when they get in the game. And the other part of this, and Draymond mentioned it a couple of days ago, and Steve Kerr reiterated it here just within the last hour, it also really impacts the fact that the Warriors have to come up and take the ball out of the basket after these free throws and play at a slower pace and play half-court offense, a team that wants to get out in transition. And when the Warriors put teams away, how do they do it? They do it by 
getting out in transition. They do it by forcing the other team to play at a level where they can't keep up, and the Warriors hit a couple of shots, and all of a sudden, boom, a game that's tied turns into a, a double-digit type situation, and, and a team, especially like Orlando, just can't can't roll with it, can't run with them. And so when you're stopping the game, the Warriors don't have flow. They become a little bit easier to defend in the half court, and the game just gets choppy, and I think that's that's – the unintended consequence of, of all of the fouling beyond just the fact that you're giving extra opportunities and, and extra points to, to the opposition, as was, was on display uh, in the game tonight. Robin San Bruno next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Hey, Rob. Um, what's going on? I just felt like Warriors fans, and I think even media media, comes to the realization that all these teams are younger. They might not be able to play the game, the mentally beat the Warriors, but the, in an 82-game season, they're physically beating teams up. Like, they cannot – Looney, Steph, play even Dre. They cannot stand in front of these young dudes. These young dudes are blowing right past them, which is why they're fouling so much. It's not a coincidence. I just feel like, you know, the Warriors, the Warriors got that ring last year, which was, you know, we didn't expect it. But I think that, that, that messed up the progression of some of these young guys. you got to get those young guys out there – because at the end of the day, when you play an 82-game schedule, it's more about athleticism and be able to, you know, keep up. The Warriors can't keep up, and I think the league has has caught up with Steph, Dre, and Clay. And you need some more younger athleticism. And I feel like when you lost GP, who can defend and can jump, move, you lost him, and you lost other guys. So it's like, I just don't think those three guys in the 82-game season can play the way they want heavy minutes, and they can win a lot of games. I just feel like teams are more athletic, they're bigger, they're stronger, and they're just winning off wheel, not off mine, but off just, I'm just physically better than you. That's what it is. That, thanks for the call. I, I, I hear where you're coming from as far as you're getting everybody's best shot and these young teams that don't have it together on another night want to put their best foot forward against the Warriors, and the Warriors are an older team, and they are a less athletic team, and that – you know, being a step slow, part of that is the fact that some of these guys do have the jump on you in terms of energy, athleticism, quick step, all of that. The problem, though, is if you decide you want to play the young guys more, it, it becomes an issue of can you win that way? Can you win playing the young guys a lot more? And I think Steve Kerr in the early part of the season is saying, no, we can't because they're losing at the level where these guys are playing. So playing them more, how are we going to win more? So to me, it's more about the the, the combinations than, than anything uh, because Steve Kerr has gone for it in a couple of these games. Nobody expected the, the regulars to even play against Detroit on Sunday, but the loss Saturday meant those guys wanted to chase Sunday, and then they lost Sunday, and they played better Tuesday in Miami, I guess, uh, that was the one thing that that did rub me a little bit the wrong way. It's like you you can't you can't come out and say hey you, you know played better things were better more you know stronger effort against Miami and then come out and play the way you play tonight give up 100, 130 to Orlando after you play better against Miami like like to me tonight completely negates any of the progress that the Warriors made when they were touting a non moral victory uh, on on Tuesday. So but it is a catch twenty two. You play the young guys more. They get more experience. Are they better in the long run? Sure. But are you looking at three and six again or maybe worse when this team does need to win enough to at least probably be a top four seed if they want to contend for a championship? All right. Uh, let's, we'll get to more phone calls, but uh, we enter our 8 o'clock hour here on 95.7 The Game. All right. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Dubs lose their fourth in a row as uh, the Magic win it tonight, 130 to 129. 888-957-9570. Let's get back to the phones with Jay in Oakland on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jay. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. Um, I want to talk about one thing that have, hasn't anyone addressed out of all the, the radio hosts, and nobody's talking about Mike Brown leaving this defense and what he meant to this team as an assistant coach. You know Mike Brown is really a defensive specialist coach, and I think that is the, <clears throat> the number one reason why the defense is so bad. 
I mean, that, that drop-off is just too bad. It ain't because of Clay or Draymond. It's, it's, I think it's the, 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 the head, the, uh, uh, Mike Brown and his presence and his, and his demeanor towards the team. And also, like the other um, um, speaker said, everybody giving the Warriors their best shot. And the Warriors are just complacent and not finishing. We've been in every game. We're not getting blown out. But the number one thing is, I think it is Mike Brown, and second is complacency. We just think that we can just turn it on at any time and finish, and it's not. The hardest thing in, in the NBA to do is to repeat. Thank you, and I'm finished. Yeah, no, good stuff, Jay. We've talked about it. I've talked about it. I think it's come up every night that the Warriors have lost, Mike Brown being 90 miles down the road uh, and, and playing or coaching the Sacramento Kings. That that's a major loss and one that clearly they're still trying to to adjust from uh, and adjust to. But I do think it starts with the veteran guys bringing a little bit more of a conscientious effort on that end. The problem, though, is does that wipe them out as the season goes on because you need them to play at such a level just to maintain in the regular season a high enough standing to be able to to give yourself a shot to win it in once you get into the playoffs because it's not just be top six. You got to be top three or top four. Like t- don't don't give me this top six and then anything can happen and they can get on a run. Business like even for the Warriors. Gabriel is uh, next here on ninety five seven the game. Hey Gabriel, you're on Warriors wrap up with JD uh, on a Thursday night. Copy. Hey JD, how you doing? It's Gabriel out in DC. Good man. Hey, uh, so I just wanted to point out a couple of things. I think that last caller hit it right on the head. I think Kerr, if you look at the run, I think I think Brown was a bigger cog in the wheel for the Warriors and defensive, and I think his absence is, is a huge problem. Um, I think, too, I think the kitty gloves are given with Wiseman. makes no sense. This kid has not played college ball. He has barely played very little NBA pro ball. <clears throat> and he needs to earn those minutes. And if it were me, I would send him to the D League for a full season. And let's see how he does down there. Because he needs no, he needs reps. And he's not going to get him in the NBA. He's getting torched right now. And the last one I would say is the solution may be send Wiseman and Kaminga down in the G League, find Dwight Howard, get uh, Witherspoon back, and try to get some vets out there to help Steph right now. Because it's really not fair. Steph's doing everything right now. And he's just... He's getting tired. There's no way he keeps up so hard. Thanks, thanks for the call. Uh, appreciate it. I, I like. I think Wiseman. I, I hear you. I don't think the Warriors want to sign anybody right now. So sending Wiseman down or not playing him at all, they'd have to sign somebody if they were going to do that. I don't think they want to do that now. I think year three, they believe he has to be able to get minutes at the NBA level, but it is difficult unless you're getting a lot of minutes to fit your game in a box to where you're playing well enough to develop and help a team win. And right now, he's really not doing either. He's not developing because he's not playing well, but he's not helping him win either. And Kaminga is another conundrum because I'd, I'd love to see Kaminga go down for a stretch if they're not going to play him in these games with the big club, but the sense you get and what you hear is that that's almost beneath him and he isn't going to go down there and play the right way anyway. So you're kind of in a, in a catch 22 where I think he's, he's getting shown a little bit of tough love right now for not bringing it in the roles that he's been asked to bring it in so far this season. So it's, it's difficult. It it really is difficult uh, to, to find the right combination. But I do think we're going to see Jonathan Kaminga start playing again here over the course of the next couple of games because Wiseman has played so poorly and because Jermichael Green, frankly, has played so poorly. All right, let's hear a couple of minutes of Draymond Green before we call it a night. Hopefully we can fit in a couple minutes of Steph Curry as well as the veterans, the future Hall of Famers, address a brutal, brutal loss for the Dubs in Orlando. You, uh, kind of, you know, to the point tonight, he was talking about you know rotation changes may have to be looked at moving forward, mostly because and I'm sure you know the stats, but the, the starters bus bonds really good and everything else is kind of shaped. You know, how frustrating has that been? Uh losing is frustrating. To start a season, you're always trying to figure out rotation. And you know, that's that's sometimes to be expected. I think um 
the expectation for us usually we we don't go through that and so it's kind of like oh man like you know our rotations for the most part we've always been able to figure them out pretty quickly and you're three and six you you have to look at everything and I think uh you know that's what coaches are getting at um but I'm not going to sit here and blame the guys that are coming off the bench or the coaching staff uh, we all got to figure it out regardless of what that is and I think we all can improve so just got to keep plugging away at it but I'll say this again we have to correct our defense. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry shot 15 for 30 from three. That right there alone is good enough for us to win a game. If nobody else hit a three, if nobody else take a three, that's good enough to win the game. So give up 43 points in the third quarter. I'm not sure if um, the league average for points are up, but I feel like we've given up 30 plus points every first quarter. Now maybe that's a league-wide thing and people are just shooting more, I don't know. But I know that's an issue for us. And so you start the game off like, like giving up 30 points a quarter, teams get comfortable. And once a team gets comfortable, you got to deal with that problem. Everybody's an NBA team. Everybody's NBA players. Everybody's getting paid salary to play basketball. You allow those uh, guys to get comfortable. You de- you, you're stuck dealing with that the rest of the game. How you go from being the top five team defensively all the way to the 30th in the league? But that has something to do with the larger rotation because it's early in the year. Um, Steve Kerr's trying to use different, different players, um, get them to the level that you guys should be. Is that where you can take into the mental process of the, the defensive orchestra that is not there? It is definitely a process. And the reality is there's a lot of guys playing this year and playing minutes that they haven't played before. And when that happens, you have to grow together. And it usually shows up on the defensive end more than it does the offensive end. Quite frankly, I think we've struggled a bit on both sides. But uh, usually when you struggle on the offensive side, our defense usually can save us. And uh, it hasn't. And so, uh, like I said, I'm not going to sit up here and, and point fingers or, you know, point our young guys. It's not how we roll. They got to learn. They got to figure it out, you know. So, yes, in fact, it is some of their fault. You know, it is definitely some of our young guys' fault. But it's also some of my fault and some of Steph's fault and some of Clay's fault. It's all of our fault. We're not defending at the level that it takes to win games. Now, you take into account that every team wants to beat us because we won a championship last year. You take all of that into account on top of the errors that we're making, and it's tough to overcome. And so... I changed the tune of my answer. Yes, it is the young guys' fault, but it is it is not more their fault than it is our fault. And so, yes, they have some things to learn, and I have no doubt that they will learn those things. But equally, we have responsibilities that we have to live up to, and we're not doing that either. So as much as it is their fault and not knowing rotations and all of that stuff, I must not be doing a great job leading. You know, I must not be doing a great job defensively if our defense sucks. And, and vice versa, and, and it's on down the line. So as a matter of fact, I am not taking fault away from them. They have to get better, and that's what we require as an organization in the win, and we have to get better and live up to who we are supposed to be. All right, so Trayvon Green there, long answer. Bottom line, the defense has to get fixed if this team is, is going to get back to – forget about championship-level contender, it's just – being a top four or five team in the Western Conference to give yourself a shot come April, May, and June. And it is everybody. I think the young guys, it's more not totally knowing the system and where they need to be consistently, but I think it's it's the veteran guys with the championship hangover that, that would love to want to coast. And right now, the veteran guys probably have to set more of a consistent tone and can't coast because the young guys aren't good enough to, to hold up their end when – the starting players aren't on the floor. So, all right, we'll call it a night, uh, but let's uh, hear from Steph Curry, a couple of minutes from him uh, downstairs at Amway Center on Orlando where the Warriors have dropped their fifth straight game to the Magic going back to 2017. Uh, here's Steph after this one. We're in a different kind of mode where we're, you know, we're obviously losing, you know, it's what, four in a row. And we, we've been accustomed to learning while winning and, you know, you find ways to dig it out even if you don't have it or you're building chemistry or whatever it is. We haven't been in this position in a while where you understand you have to play better and you're losing and it's just not a good feeling all the way around. So we don't want to be insane and keep doing the same thing, expecting, you know, different results. But we have to kind of pick each other up, understand Everybody in that locker room has to figure it out. That's that's what the job requires. We 
We understand that. You know, it's just tough right now to to go out, keep fighting hard. You know, understanding our energy and effort was was there, and you don't have any results to show for it. I think we all just have to be accountable to each other. Like when things aren't going right and you're not winning, the spotlight's going to be on what individual players, what collective, you know, five man groups aren't playing well to then, you know, try to highlight whatever needs to change. But when things are going well, the whole, whole team gets gets love. So you have to put – everybody has to be in the same boat. Like, there are things that we can do better as a starting unit, especially defensively. There are a lot of things that the bench guys can do to maintain that momentum that we create and you know, give our entire team a chance to get out of this hole. So if everybody got up in front of these mics, they all could talk about what they need to do better. That's how you have to approach it. That's how we've, we've won in the past, and that's how we're going to do it this year. Steph, that final play design to go to play that's Sharif made in the moment. Play design to try to create a simple look, not try to have too much traffic. I got a caught it and turn, made a jab step, and then I saw, you know, two magic jerseys. Then you make a decision where you want to force something up, which I didn't think I could. Made a kind of a weak pass to Clay, put him in a tough position, and he tried to make the best of it. They 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 made the right read to trap at the right time where we didn't have good enough spacing. So another learning lesson. Over the years, you guys have trouble sometimes in, uh, in your regular season. But this year, the first year, you guys go all the way down to the third spot defensively. Offensively, I think you guys are doing OK. Is any concern about that, you know, going through to trying to get the big championship? Hell yeah. That's not who we are. That's not who we've been. There's a lot of firsts in terms of this group. You know, not being a good road team, not being a good defensive team. It's clear there's a lot of problems, but it's also clear to us that we can figure it out. So we can acknowledge both. Uh, just keep encouraging them to you know, bring his best effort and understand he doesn't have to be perfect. Like, nobody goes out there and plays a perfect game. There's no such thing. It's just bring the right focus, the right physicality, the right, you know, approach to what you're trying to do on defense and protect the paint, be physical without fouling. And offensively, you just try to keep things as simple as possible. But just at the end of the day, you have to go out and play. We all have been in that before, you know, rough patches, trying to figure it out. You know, it feels feel like nothing's going your way. You have to just work your way out of it individually and collectively. He's a part of it. Honestly, our biggest thing is probably just a lack of communication because you have two guys, again, I think we talked about it earlier in the year, two guys that talk a lot, Draymond and, and Loon. They've been around. They know. They have confidence in what they're saying. They're loud with it. Our biggest thing in like pointing out our uh, our youth is being demonstrative on the court. Like and I, you know, we talk about communication not only helps you, but it affects the offensive team because they feel like you're all in, 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 you know, together, tied together, and it makes them think a little bit. So when it's quiet out there, it's it's tough to have confidence that you're doing the right thing, that you're in the right spot, and then you're one step behind, you're rotating late, then you're fouling. There are several stuff that like we don't need to reach when guys are driving because there might be help there. Like that's just boneheaded basketball. But uh, collectively, if we talk more, we'll be in much better positions to to defend. All right. So Stephen Curry there trying to break down everything that's going on. Uh, with the Warriors uh, concerned, but also not concerned, the confidence that that Steph has, uh, talking about the the lack of communication out there, uh, just the fact that it's plain and simple, a lot of different problems, but to him, confidence that that they can they can figure it out, and acknowledging both sides of the equation there, and I think you know the most salient point of all is the Warriors when they've been in the championship era, for the most part, they're able to learn while they win. And right now, the Warriors, and I think this is a little bit like two years ago, in a sense, although I still think this team is better than the team two years ago, where they, the development and the learning come at a cost. And that means taking some losses. I looked it up while Steph was talking there. And the Warriors' sixth loss of the season, they're three and six now, uh, on November the 3rd. The Warriors' sixth loss last year 
uh, was December the 18th. Uh, they had developmental game in Toronto on a Saturday night where a lot of the main players on the second of a back-to-back didn't even make the trip into Canada. Warriors went up there, lost that game to the Raptors, and they were 24-6, and 30 games into the season. And at, at that point, uh, it, it you know, it they were rolling <laughs> at, at that point. Uh, but now you look a year later, and it's just it's completely different. Three and six, nine games in, and, and this team's got some, some ground to make up. Uh, Steph Curry, though, continues to be just tremendous. 39 points, seventh time in nine games where he's got 30 or more to begin this season. Eight of 15 from three. Uh, him and Clay had it rolling. I think that that was one of the, the small positives here, even though it goes for not in terms of getting a win. Clay Thompson's shown some signs of life these last two games, so we'll see if he can continue moving forward. I would say it's probably doubtful he plays tomorrow in New Orleans, but uh, he'll get a couple of days off, and the Warriors will, will take on the Kings on Monday, and we'll see if he can continue to extend and play well as he works his way back toward uh, more normal minutes. So quick turnaround for the Dubs. Uh, back at it tomorrow, Warriors and the Pelicans. Warriors live at 4 o'clock for that one. It's a 5.30 tip, or 4.30 for Warriors live as uh, Damon and Rado will have that. 4.30 Warriors live, and then Tim and Jim with the call at 5.30, and then I'll be back with Warriors wrap-up after the ball game. So uh, keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game as everybody reacts to what's going on with the Warriors tomorrow beginning at 6 a.m. Fox Sports Radio is coming up next. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Magic beat the Warriors tonight, 130-129. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.